0: We're back with another episode of Hoosier Myths and Legends. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley.
1: And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were
0: born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there was more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you are into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. Today's episode is a sneak peek at a special project that Becky and I are going to be starting later this year. We will be starting a second podcast called Hoosier Case File, where we will discuss true crime from the state of Indiana. Today, we have an unsolved mystery for you
1: from Porter County, Indiana. Hope you enjoy it. Saturday, July 2nd, 1966, was a hot and sunny day at the Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore in Porter, Indiana. Three young women, 19-year-old Patricia Blau, 21-year-old Ann Miller, and 19-year-old Renee brule were spending the day together at the beach. The 4th of July was just around the corner, which meant that the beach was packed with visitors trying to cool themselves in the waters of Lake Michigan. Around noon, the three women were seen getting onto a boat with a dark-haired man. A couple who had witnessed the girls leave grew concerned after hours passed with no signs of the women. They contacted a park ranger and informed them that the women had not come back to retrieve their belongings, which included purses, money, and clothing. A search for the missing women turned up nothing except for Ann Miller's 1955 Buick still parked in the parking lot so turn down the lights and get comfortable as we bring you a mystery that has plagued northwest indiana for the past 57 years what happened to the missing women of the indiana dunes state park
0: Until we started doing research on this case, I had not heard about it. I had not either. Growing up, we spent a lot of time going to the Indiana Dunes.
1: Well, what's even creepier to me is that we've spent a lot of time going to this particular beach where these young ladies went missing from. Let's get into it. 8 a.m. on the morning of July 2nd, 1966, Anne Miller left her home in Lombard, Illinois to pick up her friend Patricia Blau in Westchester, Illinois.
0: Patricia told her mother that the girls were going to pick up their friend, Renee Bruhl, and that they would be spending their Saturday in Indiana at the Indiana Dunes State Park.
1: Patricia assured her that they would be back by that evening because Renee Brule needed to be back home to cook dinner for her husband. The girls then set out to pick up their
0: friend, Renee Brule at her home, which was on the west side of Chicago.
1: At some point on their way to the beach, the girls stopped to purchase suntan lotion from a drugstore. According to
0: witnesses, the ladies arrived at the dunes around 10 a.m. And the beach was packed that Saturday. The park is always packed for the July 4th holiday. I read some reports that
1: there may have been about 9,000 beachgoers there that day. According to an NBC Dateline article, the ladies were observed by witnesses, quote, sunning themselves, swimming, and talking.
0: In that same article, Public Information Officer Captain Ron Galaviz told Dateline in an email that the girls were last seen around noon getting into a white boat with a turquoise interior.
1: The boat was anywhere from 16 to 18 feet long. Captain Galaviz told Dateline that officials believe that the boat was occupied by one white male, well-tanned with dark wavy hair, wearing a beach jacket, who appeared to be 20 to 22 years old. What I find so creepy
0: is that the girls left everything behind. I mean... Everything was left behind.
1: Yeah, on that beach blanket was their clothing, towels, their purses, and the purses, of course, contained their money. The park rangers ended up
0: storing the ladies' belongings in the offices for safekeeping. They assumed they would be back
1: to get their things. On Monday, July the 4th, Patricia Blau's father called the park rangers to ask if anyone had heard or seen his daughter and her friends.
0: This is when park rangers learned that the missing persons reports had been filed for all three women in Illinois. They began searching for the women.
1: Park rangers find Ann Miller's 1955 Buick still in the parking lot where she had left it. The entire beach is searched at this time. So all cabins were searched. The Coast Guard is contacted and they also conduct a search. And unfortunately, none of these searches turned up any sign of the missing women. They even included Ogden Dunes and stretched out the area and kept their search looking, but never found anything.
0: It's as if they stepped onto the boat with the
1: man and just disappeared off the earth. So the Dateline article really upset me. I was so sad when I read Patricia's sister Janice talking about their father's desperate search for Patricia.
0: Apparently, Mr. Blau was in the Civil Air Patrol. He would take his plane and fly over the area where Patricia went missing, scanning the area for any clues that were missed. That is heartbreaking. So there have been no signs
1: of the women ever since. And there's a lot of different theories out there about what possibly could have happened. One of the major theories out there is that Patricia Blau was pregnant. The rumor is that there was either a Chicago doctor or medical students who were performing illegal abortions out there on the waters of Lake Michigan. And some people believe this is what the girls were doing when they got into that boat with that mysterious man.
0: In the Dateline article, her sister Janice reported that Patricia had told her she was in trouble. Janice knew that Patricia had been dating a married man. However, when
1: Janice asked her if she was pregnant, she told her sister, I wish it was that easy. Other theories suggest that it was not Patricia who was pregnant, but possibly one of the other girls.
0: Many who believe this theory think that maybe something went horribly wrong and the girl who had the abortion passed during the procedure. Of course, witnesses could not be left,
1: so the other two were killed to cover up what was done. In the Dateline article, Captain Galaviz said that the abortion theory had been investigated, but that it, quote, could not be substantiated. Well, according to the information on the Charlie
0: Project website, there was another very interesting beach visitor on July 2nd, 1966,
1: Ralph Largo Jr. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Charlie Project, it's a website for missing person cold cases.
0: According to their website, they, quote, Do not actively investigate cases. It is merely a publicity vehicle for missing people who are often neglected by the press and forgotten all too soon. A person must have been missing
1: for at least one year to be listed. And Ralph Largo Jr. fits the description of the man that's seen on the video footage.
0: So our listeners are probably thinking, why is Ralph Largo Jr. interesting?
1: Well, his aunt and uncle, who lived in Gary, were notorious for performing illegal abortions, and Largo lived with them at this time. So, listeners, it's important to note that Ralph Largo Jr. was never investigated or charged with any crime in regards to the three missing women, and also... I don't believe that his aunt and uncle ever had any charges against them. It was just a well-known rumor of the time that that was going on in their household. We
0: will be back with more theories and a twist on what may have happened after a short break.
1: Hey, everyone. If you haven't heard the news already, we wrote a book. Haunted Dearborn County, Indiana is coming to all major retailers August 14th, 2023. Strange and unusual things lurk behind the calm facade of Dearborn County. Several legends surround the Hill Forest Mansion, the home of one of Aurora's founding families. Many have seen the ghost of a farmer and his mule at Carnegie Hall in Morse Hill. The glowing grave at Riverview Cemetery may connect to the 1941 Agrove family massacre. St. Mary's Church Rectory is said to be haunted by the former priest, and the spirits at
0: Whiskey's in Lawrenceburg are not just in the drinks.
1: Several schools in the area echo with the sounds of former students and staff and numerous local residences house the spirits of former owners who have never left. Join Rebecca and I on a chilling tour
0: from Lawrenceburg to Lawrenceville and beyond.
1: Haunted Dearborn County, Indiana, is available for pre-order. Check out HoosierMystsAndLegends dot com for more details. So, another interesting twist to the mystery occurred when a man who had been taking home movies of the beach that day, he came forward and offered his footage, which was located on reels, because movies were reel-to-reel at this time, and he turned these reels over to the police.
0: When police viewed the home movie, they saw a smaller 16- to 18-foot boat being operated by a man who fit the description made by witnesses. What was even more astounding is that in the video footage, you could clearly
1: see three females who matched the missing women perfectly. And here is where the twist comes in. In the video footage, a second, much larger boat makes an appearance about three hours after the first one. This
0: boat was much larger, 26 to 28 feet long, and it was a cabin cruiser type of ship. It also had antennas for a radio or telephone,
1: Strangely, there was no name printed on the ship. The video shows the three ladies on board, and there are three men on this ship as well. One of the men is the man who had been seen driving the smaller boat.
0: According to reports, it's believed that the first man dropped the ladies off while
1: he went to get this larger ship and the other two men. Witnesses did later come forward and reported seeing the ladies walking around, talking, and even eating lunch between noon and 3 p.m.
0: There are also some disturbing things that have come out during the investigation.
1: Renee Brule was apparently in an unhappy marriage, although her family repeatedly denied this.
0: There was a letter found in her purse addressed to her husband, where she admits that the marriage was rough and that she doubted her husband's
1: love for her. So one theory is that these three women just wanted to walk away from their lives and start over.
0: Many believe that maybe there was a boating accident that left no trace.
1: It's also thought that they may have drowned. There is also a much darker theory out there that ties these women to horse racing and also the Chicago Syndicate.
0: So two of the women, Patricia Blau and Anne Miller,
1: rode and owned horses. Patricia's sister Janice told Dateline that her sister had purchased a horse for $1,500 and originally the horse had not been winning races. All of a sudden when it started winning, the old owners stepped forward wanting to buy it back and Patricia refused. Janice also reported that her sister had confided in her that she was having problems with, quote, the horse people. Janice also reported that
0: Patricia acted off and seemed very scared the day she went missing. It's also known that the ladies rode their horses at the tricolor stables in Palestine,
1: Illinois. The stable was owned by George and Silas Jane. The Jane brothers, especially Silas, are well-known Chicago criminals. Silas Jane was also a suspect in the disappearance and possible murder of Helen Brock, who went missing in 1977.
0: It's also theorized that Mrs. Brock may have been killed over horse racing, although her body has never been found. She was
1: declared dead in 1984. Strangely, Silas and George Jane's phone numbers were found in the women's purses. Silas Jane was also rumored to be behind the death of a stable assistant named Cheryl Rood, in a car bombing at the stables in 1965. Rude was killed while moving George Jane's car.
0: At the time, the brothers were in an argument over the horses. It is thought that the bomb had been set up by Silas, but intended for George.
1: I find that to be a very strange connection. It's weird. Many people have wondered if possibly Pat, Renee, and Anne had seen or heard something that they maybe shouldn't have involving the murder of Cheryl Rude and that they may have been silenced.
0: According to the Charlie Project website, Silas Jane also
1: reportedly told the sheriff that he had three bodies buried under his home. However, the sheriff was killed in a farm accident before it could be investigated. How convenient. The lead on that went cold. I don't know what parts of this story upsets me more. The connection that those three ladies have with Helen Brock and the horse racing... The men, the stables, that's just weird to me. It also is upsetting to me that these ladies went missing from a beach of 9,000 people. Or the possible connection to
0: a known criminal that was never fully investigated. The whole thing is just odd and upsetting. The case is still considered open, although it is a cold case at this point.
1: Someone out there has got to know something. The families deserve some kind of closure. I agree with you. If you have any information about the missing women, please contact the Indiana State Police at 219-269-4747 or the Westchester, Illinois Police Department at 708-345-0060.
0: What do you think happened to the vanishing women of the Dunes State Park? Are you familiar with this cold case? We would love to hear about it. Please send us an email to Legends at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, let us know if you wish to remain anonymous.
1: our source material, please visit our website, legends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now Twitter. Who's Your Miss and Legends is a Quigley Productions podcast.
0: Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. As always, stay spooky.